Welcome to Modern Motherhood, where you're required to be everything to everyone all the time. We wouldn't have it any other way, but let's be honest, it's hard work. So let's talk about it, all of it, in the raw with no filter. Come and be a fly on the wall as you listen in on a chat between friends, as each week welcomes a new guest and a new topic to delve deeper around the ins and outs of not only motherhood, but life in general. The ups, the downs, the struggles, the highlights, the reality. Because the reality is, you're not alone. We're all in this together. You're listening to Mummy Republic. Welcome to the whirlwind. Hello, lovelies, and welcome back to the new season of the Mummy Republic podcast. Oh, it has been a hot minute. I went off, I had a baby, I'm back, and I am so excited to bring you a whole heap of voices and stories this season, and I cannot wait to share them with you all. Now, things are going to look a little bit different this season. On Mondays, I'm going to be bringing you the same type of stories from amazing mamas with all their learnings, sharing their lessons with you all. And then on Wednesdays, I'm going to be bringing you a new sub-series called Postpartum Pieces. This one is perfect for any pregnant or new mamas who need a little bit of extra support and advice because not only will there be lessons, but they'll be coming from qualified professionals. So I am so excited to be able to bring that to you as well. So with that in mind, if you haven't done so already, make sure that you jump on and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss a thing. And if you haven't done so already, make sure that you jump in and leave a rating and a review. It would mean the absolute world to me. And next time you're on the gram, make sure that you jump on over to at Mummy Republic podcast because I've created a brand new page to share tidbits of information and more stories from the guests who feature on the podcast. Plus, if you haven't already had a listen to season one and two, make sure that you're all up to date and you haven't missed any of those incredible conversations. Now, today's guest is going to talk about something that's really important and that's making time for yourself as a mum. I know what you're thinking, we're all thinking it because it is such a tough thing to do. But not only is it important for you, but also for your family. And the funny thing is, sometimes when you start to make time for yourself on this new journey, you find things that you didn't even know that you needed to address. Let's take a listen. Today, I'm joined by an incredible, relatable, positive, and real mama who shares her wins and fails with her community on social media and does it in such a gently inspiring way with her humor and down-to-earth nature. Formerly known as Life of Mama Cece, welcome to the wonderful Courtney McCarty. How are you? Wow, what an introduction. I know, that's actually the only part that I script. Oh, I feel like a superstar. Can I have a copy of that? Yes, I you may. To put it somewhere. Feel free to pop it on your bio. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for joining me. I'm so excited to talk to you because um, when I threw it out there on my stories about who people wanted to hear from, it was abundantly clear it was you. You oh, were wow. my number one. Little old me. Little old you. And I think that's exactly why, because you're so humble and just yourself. Now, we're going to touch on a few things, but mainly around your journey to self-care and taking care of yourself in motherhood. But let's just talk about where it 
came from, I guess. So you and hubby have been together for quite some time, yes? Yes, love you long time. 20 years this Holy year. So shit. Yes, met in high school, uh, started dating when I was 14. So it is Aww. crazy times. <laughs> You're literally high school sweetheart. I know, I know. So, you know, we kind of would, you know, come together, fall apart a little bit in the first maybe five years, I think, you know, as yeah. you do transitioning from high school to university and all that kind of stuff but um yeah in our early 20s we moved overseas to London that was kind of like the best thing that we could ever do so it's yeah it's been crazy to share all these all these parts of our life together and yeah it's awesome it's nice you know got so much history so what a ride yeah yeah. so because during that period and particularly in your 20s you grow a lot as a person as an individual as a couple when did you feel like it was ready for you to have kids? Like what, oh, when was that time? That was like 30. This was like years, years yeah. later. I was very much like a, I don't know, I was never really interested in kids. I think growing up, um, my dad especially was really like anti-kids. Even having them, he'd be like, don't have kids, don't get pregnant. Like kind of put would put the fear of God into me, you know, like it's not a good idea. So I don't know. And I think, um, we moved overseas. We were, we bought a house at 20. We moved overseas at, um, 22. We lived over in London for three years, came home. I started a business. That was at my triathlon coaching business. And that was such a great part of my life. I couldn't really see how kids would fit into the early mornings. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. And then kind of hit 30 and I thought, oh, okay. I could feel it. You know, you feel like, this is, it's yeah. going to happen. It's I'm going to have to surrender. I've got to do it. And, um, and I, I mean, even to this day, I'm not really a big kid fan of other people's kids. Love yeah. my kids dearly, but I'm not that um, super, I'm maternal with my own, but I don't know. There's just something about other people's kids. It's just not mine. Oh, look, they're, they're annoying. Yeah. Let's be real. They, <laughs> they can actually be really annoying. And it's, uh, uh, you know, when it's your own child, you find it adorable. But when yeah. it's someone else's, there's there's definitely a limit. Not always let's, adorable. Let's but. Be real. <laughs> I definitely have a new level of just patience and love and kindness and understanding. You know, you have to when they're your own blood. So yeah. it's pretty special. Yeah. And each child is so different. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Max was quite different to Elle. How did you find becoming a mother in the first instance? Um, First time round, I mean, I feel like if I compare going from just the one to one to two, the two was definitely the one that broke me, more Mm. to do with the child. (laughs) Max was a really cruisy baby. He pretty much, I just cuddled him for the first three months. I had the luxury of time to be able to do that. Um, I also had a little bit more family living close by, so had a little bit more support and help around. My husband just worked worked down the road. So, you know, there was definitely that transition to trying to figure it all out while still I had my triathlon coaching business for the first um, 12 months. And I handled it okay, but I definitely had that pull more towards being a mum than I did um, being a coach. So I kind of was like, nah. And then, you know, being 31, 32, I thought, let's just smash out another one. Let's get it over and done with. This first one is such a joy, such an angel, you know, what could go wrong? Of course. (laughs) And, you know, everyone told me, oh, you know, one will be the easy one, one will be the hard one. Yeah, Elle was... Um, from the get go, we had a, had a great birth and everything with Elle, but she did end up in NICU and kind of from that, you know, she screamed a lot in that first three to four months. Mm. We had a, we've had good, good lulls in between where she's been relatively easy, but she's just fiery and spirited and, you know, her being 19 months now and definitely look at, at that more as like an endearing quality and something that I want to, 
you know, I don't want to squash that. I really want to mm. be like, okay, she's loud and she's boisterous, but that's okay. I don't <laughs> want it to be like, you know, quiet, be quiet and, yeah. you know, put those pressures on her, which, you know, as a grown woman now, I can see how things like that have been put on me over the years. So I really want to try and just let her be who she wants to be. Yeah. <laughs> Even if that involves doing drama and singing and dancing and all those <laughs> things that aren't my jam. But um, yeah, it's just, just totally different experience second time around. Yeah. And it is, it's really hard as a parent because, you know, we're so ingrained to teach manners and to be quiet and to just sit still and play nicely. Yeah. And I think that's where our generation is finding that difference of going, well, hang on. Yeah. No, some children are different. And that's why a lot of us as adults have issues because we, you know, our our light was dimmed at an early yeah. age or whatever the case is. So it is a fine line. Yeah. You have been really open about your motherhood journey and we'll sort of touch on the emotional side of things, but a lot of it stemmed from, I suppose, your body and wanting to focus more on your own health and fitness. When did that come in? Because when you have a newborn with with a child, it's such a blur. Yeah, I feel like first time round, it was a non-issue. I had my job as a triathlon coach. I stayed really fit throughout my pregnancy with Max. It was really easy to get back into it. I was back cycling, swimming, running at six weeks postpartum. Whereas with Elle, I reckon it took me probably four months to have the confidence just to leave the house to go for a walk. Like I was terrified. (laughs) And then, you know, to go into a gym space, I think I was like seven or eight months postpartum, Mm -hmm. but it was really at that nine, 10 months where I started to be able to see the light and to like that fog was lifting and I'm like, oh, this is going to be possible to have a little bit of time. And I mean, second time round out, you know, environmental factors and everything were different. Paul was working a lot. He was driving to Brisbane. So really I'd be on my own from 4.30 in the morning till 6.30, 7 o'clock at night with two kids just oh, going. And two young kids Yeah, too. when is somebody going to be home? Yeah. <laughs> Rocking in the corner. So, you know, things, yeah, things started to change around that nine-month period. So that's yep. when it kind of, yeah, it all started. But it was probably more January, the start of this year, where I really took a stand and I was like, okay, this is what's happening. This is what I want to achieve. This is what I need to do to get there. These are the people that I need them on board to be able to support me. And, you know, in turn, if I can do these things, it's going to, you know, do this, this and this for me. Mm. And I think overall it just made me, yeah, more positive, more happy, just stronger mentally, physically to take on the role of, you know, primary caregiver to the children, running a business, all the things which I never thought were possible (laughs) a year ago. I'm like, oh, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. And now I'm like, wow, it's, yeah, Yeah. I am amazed by how much we are able to do, like giving, you know, giving ourselves the time to kind of build up to that. It is absolutely possible. It's just getting the, yeah, getting the help and the support and Mm. being brave enough to ask for it. That was definitely something I've had to work on. And that's the thing, you know, it's, it's all well and good to sit down and map out a plan, but executing that can be difficult. Where did you start in asking for help? Um, Just, yeah, with my husband and um, his um, dad, he was actually living overseas, but he's in the country. So Thanks to COVID, they can't leave. So they've been a really great support for us. How convenient. Because they're they're available because we've kind of got family all over the place or family that, you know, still work a lot. So Mm. in terms of support wise, we haven't, prior to this year, we hadn't had anyone to really call on to help at any given moment apart from um, daycare, which praise the Lord for daycare. (laughs) Honestly, they they all need a pay rise. They're just like angels. Oh, yes. (laughs) Absolute angels. So, um, yeah, it was... um, 
you know, saying one, I deserve to have an hour to myself each day. I deserve to spend the money on myself to pay for that gym membership, Mm -hmm. to pay to go to the physio, to get this, this, and this fixed up. It was, you know, yeah, I suppose it it took a bit of work even to get to that point. Yeah. But, you know, I had that first 12 months of Elle's life to kind of get there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I knew I needed to take that next step to really owning it and knowing that I was worth it and deserved it. Yeah. Which I I know is a big, yeah, it's hard for mums under the pump. (laughs) absolutely I think that's such a huge thing though because you want it and you know in theory that you deserve it but it's really hard to make that mental shift to go okay no let's actually execute this and and do it and and carve out that time for me how did you find once you made that decision and you put some plans in place how did it impact your whole world oh well I'm just I'll just rewind I think I can't remember how old Elle was but I remember I said to Paul, I need an hour, I need to go. I went to Burley, I had a podcast in. I couldn't even listen to the podcast. I took it out. I couldn't even walk it. It felt like I was having a panic attack because this was the first time where I'd said, I need time. And then I got the time and I was like, oh, what do I do? What do I do with and it? And then I, I left the beach and I drove to Coles and I'm sitting in the car park and I'm like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. And I think that was like one of the turning points. But then, yeah, once I, once I, put those measures in place and started doing it to be honest first it was really hard yeah it was one it was hard to find the motivation to get up and go to the gym the motivation to prep all of my meals and do everything else um just to keep going and know that I was working towards the goal because it's so easy to just go bugger this I'm just going to go back to doing what I was doing before you know it's too hard da 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 but in my like you know I just kept saying you have to just keep showing up my beautiful bestie Rev has had only just had her second, you know, a year before me. I kind of followed suit. So yeah. she'd be, I'd be like, this is pointless. It's doing nothing. And, you know, I just still feel so tired and all these excuses as to why I should just go back to the old way, thinking it was impossible. But like I had, you know, lived this way of life before with one. I'm like, surely I can do it with two. So I just had to keep believing that I could. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the power of self-talk and having that support around you to know that you can keep pushing forward and it will be worth it. And I think that's where a lot of people stop because it's hard. It is so hard. And it's very easy from the outside to say, no, no, you, you know, carve out that me time, but it's difficult to put it into practice. So as you were on your journey for health and fitness, you started to uncover maybe some emotional things that needed some attention. That's only quite recent. Yeah, I think mm. I definitely, I felt a shift. So I started the training and looking after my body in a physical sense. And then I think I felt like resentment and anger building. And I was kind of like, okay, where is this coming from? Is this because I've now got too much on my plate? Like I'm giving back to myself, but now I don't have energy in other areas. So I felt out of alignment, but it, it was more, I think there was, yeah, mental stuff, stuff from childhood that I hadn't dealt with like ever. And it only really came up when I had L. I think because of the trauma and it. <laughs> Shit! Oh, <laughs> you no. got me. Sorry. <laughs> <It's> okay. <sighs> okay. Um, Take your time. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, you know I had all this anger, and I talked about it on my stories a bit, you know. And it wasn't until I went. Uh, I'd, I'd booked in to see a psychologist probably t- uh, twice before I actually went. And I don't know why I didn't go each time. I think I just didn't feel like, I didn't feel like 
it was anything to do with that. I think it was more, I'm a mum and I'm under the pump and that's why I'm stressed and I'm pissed off. Um, but then once I went to her, it all just came out and it was good. It was, it was a relief because I knew it wasn't me or my fault. It was other stuff that I'd been hanging on to. Mm. Um, do you feel like a lot of it stemmed back to your father and his attitude towards children? Um, oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> There was, look, my, my, um, I'm really close with my dad. Um, he's very old school though in his, you know, not emotionally available. Um, and then I don't really have much of a relationship with mum and she left early on. So I think Mm. there was that gap just at a really, um, impressionable time and just a lot of emotional needs not being met and having to, um, having to bury things, not talk about things, um, having to be, you know, the strong one and just, you know, that was my attitude for everything up until, you know, only a few months ago, having to be the strong one and having to push through and be tough and, you know, owning it in inverted commas. Um, whereas now I'm like, I don't need to do all those things. And it's just, it's been a really huge weight lifted off my shoulders to, um, know that there's another way and I don't have to like feel that way. Yeah. And it's amazing to go to somebody who's completely neutral and to have a discussion and things that they can pull yeah. out of you that you maybe didn't even realise yeah, was impacting yeah. you. And just being able to yeah, process them and, you know, hurt over them but then have a different level of understanding of, you know, why that happened, why at that time I would have thought it may have been my fault and, you know, forgiving that person and... Um, like writing writing a new story pretty much about mm. what happened in that particular um, moment or experience that I'd been holding on to. So yeah, it's been um, it's been awesome. Oh, <laughs> I sound like amazing. a boring No, you don't. <laughs> but it really don't. has it really has been. And even um, I went out for dinner last night with a girlfriend, and you know I can have a conversation now with someone, and it'll spark something else, and I'll come home and I'll write about it, and I could break things down and it might just be another belief or you know ideal or something that I've been holding on to for so long and I'm like where does that come from and I can pinpoint it I'll be like it's because you know yeah you're taught to be be a certain way act a certain way from you know so early on even you know I kind of look at you know school and university like everything that I did was never really on my terms it was always you are to do this you are to study that there was never like why don't you go inward and, you know, what what makes you happy? What do you want? Yeah, who are mm. you? There was never any of that. It's like, you need to do this and you need to get this type of job. You need to earn money. you got to, you know, so it's just been a really eye-opening experience. Yeah. And I think, sadly, a lot of people can resonate with that yeah. because our parents, and look, I think you do the best you can with the information that you have, yeah. but our parents' generation are very much, well, you know, you don't get to be your own person. Yeah. You are a reflection of me as a parent and yeah. I want you in a know. certain way. Yeah. 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 How do you feel like it's changed your parenting since discovering all this? Because that's a lot. Like yeah. there's a lot to un- uncover and go through and yeah. sift through and sit with. Well, I think, you know, the the anger that I was feeling around the kids and certain things that the kids were doing, it was all a reflection of, the, yeah, the way I had been parented. So, you know, mm. my kids being loud and noisy, I was expected to be 
quiet and tidy and you know there was all those pressures so it's almost like I'm projecting that on them like I've got this ex- great expectation of them <laughs> having manners at the table not throwing their food on the ground when really I'm like this is this is them you yep. know they yep. are one and three like this is you know this is a, a joyous time to have these little kids that are just growing up so quick and to have the time um and you know that whole that mantra you know I get to I get to do this Mm. and that's what I keep telling myself um all the time and I think just it's given me a new level of like understanding towards like Elle being a challenging vibrant vivacious (laughs) you know spirited young girl whereas for a while I you know I would say it jokingly but I'd be like she hates me I'm like she hates me like she's here to ruin my life kind of thing because she was just I found her so hard so I felt a big shift in like accepting her as she is and knowing like she is here to teach me lessons Mm -hmm. I'm here to guide her to be who she um you know who she ends up being rather than trying to yeah squash her and mold her and I'm going to guide her and let her kind of do a thing within reason (laughs) (laughs) um and then you know I've got Max on the other end who's you know the sweetest most kindest you know really sensitive soul I think for a long time I would kind of think, oh, he's too soft and it's a reflection of my parenting. I'm too soft on him. Whereas now I'm like, I'm owning it. I'm like, this is him. And I'm so mm. proud of him for being that way. And, you know, he talks about his feelings and like, oh, yeah, it's nice. really, really beautiful. So really trying to yeah empower and embrace them as individuals. And like, no one knows my kids better than I know them and my husband knows them. So yeah. having that um confidence that, yeah, we're doing best by them and by us and you are doing an amazing yeah. job yeah they're amazing children <laughs> and that and that is a reflection of you yeah. and I think that's something you can also be proud of throughout this whole discovery process is to know that they are the way they are yeah. because of you and that's something that you should give yourself credit yeah. for I mean I'm sure I won't be perfect I'm sure I'll F oh, them up somehow and they'll God. come back and oh, <laughs> I say it all the time I, I say it to Dan something will happen and I'll go this moment yes. will be Peyton will be on a couch yeah. with her therapist yeah, yeah. talking about this, <laughs> this in 15 years time and she's gonna be you know my oh, mum did this but look you we're all yeah. we're all gonna stuff them up somehow yeah. it, it is hard though once even when you're making those realizations to take a step back in the moment yeah. and go hang on a minute this is this is her, or I need to let this be. How how have you managed that? Do you have any coping mechanisms? Just breathe deeply. Yeah, big deep breaths or put on baby bum bum. <laughs> and that's the thing, I'm kind of like... that's such a vast... It's <laughs> yeah. changed this or this. Big deep yeah. breaths yeah. or baby bum bum. I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely... I still, I'll still blow my lid, and but when I do, I kind of take a step back and rather than being like, that was awful, you shouldn't be like that, you know, mm. what have you done? You're going to scar them. I'm like this is hard. Like mother Teresa would blow her lid if she was here right now experiencing this level of hecticness. So it's like, you know what? I always, Elle obviously doesn't have the level of understanding as Max does, but if I ever, you know, yell at him or something goes on, like I always talk to him about it. I always say, sorry. I really try and, you know, give him heaps of love and affection because he really needs that anyway. Mm. So I think as long as you know, your communication is open that was, you know, my biggest thing in uh, growing up. It was like there was no communication. Mm. There was slamming doors. There was sweeping everything underneath the rug. We don't talk. Don't talk about that. It hurts too much or it's too confronting. We don't talk about it. Whereas now we talk about everything. Mm. And even my husband, it'll be, you know, nine o'clock at night. And I'll be like, so babe, I've been thinking. And he's like, oh, God, please. He's like, can we not do talk about anything deep right now? And I'm like, please. It's I need no, to let it out. I need to let it out. Yeah. And 
And, you know, so I think it's been, um, you know, as mothers, we transition and we've got matrescence and that whole journey, whereas for the guy, a lot mm. changes, but not so much internally. Yeah. So I've really been trying to vocalize as much of that as I can to him and, you know, sharing podcasts or whatever. So he can kind of, I'm like, I'm not going crazy. Like, this is a thing. But yeah. It's and, not just me. And this is going to benefit you, me, our whole family. Like, I want us to be, you know, close and be able to talk about anything mm. and, you know, be uncomfortable, yeah, be comfortable in being uncomfortable and having those hard conversations because I was never able to. Um, So, yeah, I think that's really important. That goes with any relationship that you have. I feel like my friendships and relationships with family are are even, you know, more meaningful and deeper now that I've been able to get rid of some baggage and process and and be like, oh, I'm just going to put it all out there because, Mm. you know, you only get more back, I think. Absolutely. Have you addressed any of your concerns with either of your parents since you've been on this journey? No, no, no. I'm my, my mum and I, you know, we talk, but it's, um, it's very kind of surface, I suppose. Mm. And dad, again, I've kind of, we've gone into some history stuff, but again, I kind of, he doesn't have, I feel the, not the, he doesn't have the emotional capacity he does, but maybe in good time I will it's still kind of new for me and there's lots I'm still processing so it's Mm. definitely not off the cards but Mm. right now you know a lot thankfully yeah my psychologist is amazing my husband I've got good friends that I can talk to about a lot of this stuff um so that's enough for now yeah 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 and and you are right you have to work through it and process it yourself and figure out I suppose you what you want to get out of the outcome because sometimes you know you might not ever get yeah, that, closure that closure that you need yeah. from them. So you yeah. need to find a way to source it yourself. Yeah. Um, with your husband, as you touched on before, they sort of don't have the same, again, generalisation, but emotional shift that we do. It's affected your parenting and the way you look at the kids. Have you been able to get him on the same page as you in that? Because he would have his own reflection yeah. of parenting. Yeah, he's definitely very old school. Mm-hmm. Um, will default to the old school way of parenting and doesn't see anything wrong with that. And, you know, majority of the time there's not, but I do definitely, after the fact, will say, hey, like, I've read this great book. <laughs> I'll send you the paragraph. <laughs> or, you know, just try and give him a different perspective on it because, you know, you also don't want to come in all guns blazing and you yep. want to still be able to both freely parent, but I'm definitely the, the softer, more nurturing side. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, we do see eye to eye and then he may come in sometimes and go, you could have done that a little bit differently. So we've got an open open book when it comes to parenting. But yeah, definitely I'm trying to, you know, influence and give, <laughs> giving a different view of opinion where I can. I think as, a, as the mother too, like, I don't know, I'm very much, if there's a problem, I'm looking for answers. I'm reading, I'm yes. listening to podcasts, I'm doing the research. Um, whereas the guys kind of can go inward more and will just go maybe by their gut or an experience they've had. Whereas I feel like, I don't know if it's a female thing, but I definitely am always on the oh, hunt absolutely. for doing things better. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, he knows that too. So he's open to my suggestions. That's good. It's good to be on the same page. And yeah. It's important for the kids to sort of see that as well. Yeah. You spoke earlier off air um, about how you were sort of doing the body, the mind. Now you're getting a bit more into the soul stuff. Mm. Tell me about that. <laughs> um, you got your crystals here. Yeah, I suppose like just on a very surface level, it started with um, journaling and meditating. So my mm-hmm. psychologist, you know, we were talking about tools and, you know, she's given me a few basic tools, but she kept bringing up the whole journaling thing. And I'm like, oh, like I've tried it. I've done it on and off for a few years. You know, it's never stuck. I find it hard to do it in the morning. And she, she said, oh, 
why don't you do it at night? And I thought, oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> that is a really sure. good idea. And um, I think what I've been doing it for almost three months now. I've missed a few days here and there, but it's it's something that I actually look forward to doing now every mm-hmm. night. Um, and whether I just journal like freehand or just write whatever I'm thinking about or I've got some um, – what are they called? I've got like some cards where I'll just, you know, flip a deck and just pick three cards and it, it might relate to something I'm going through. It might not just give me a different, you know, thought that I can pick apart. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, and, and then, yeah, the meditation, I think the stillness, which is again, another thing, which I was like, oh, I don't have time for that. Um, and I've had other friends, you know, that I've seen make huge progress in their life um, using meditation. So that's something else that I've found has really just, calmed me and you know being a mum and business owner and everything else it's just a million things going on so just getting that 20 minutes just to breathe and just try and switch everything off um has yeah I feel like it's given me more mental space to just be more open and more aware and more Mm. mindful like yeah I feel like I've opened Pandora's box a bit it's really cool that's good though I think with things like that it needs to be open because if you ignore it and you keep shutting the box, it'll come out in other ways, yeah. you know, your parenting or your friendships or yeah. just your day-to-day life because yeah. you need to you need to address those yeah. things. With your meditation, do you use an app? Do you how do you normally do it? Um, yeah, I've just started reading a um, heavily meditated by Caitlin Cady, and that's mm-hmm. been a really good book just to kind of break down the basics of meditation because you do courses and everything else. And I was like, oh, do I do a course and really throw myself into it? But I think um, I'm using an app, which has been great, but more like with affirmations. So like focusing on self-forgiveness, self-love, whatever it is I'm feeling like I'm kind of struggling with in that moment Mm. or whatever, I might listen to a um, guided meditation. But I've also just got like a few um, like tunes kind of thing that'll Mm. just be like on repeat and I'll just listen to that for 20 minutes and just zone out (laughs) so yeah I'm slowly trying to walk to work towards nothing yeah um but I just don't know if I can sit that still in my own thoughts for that long in silence but it's like it's a goal because I feel like it's just another level of like unlocking that you know um power of mind and being able to switch off so I'll keep you posted yeah please do well you've actually yeah you've motivated me I it's one of those things we talk about the journaling and the meditation and I think we're really great at making excuses why we can't do it yeah but once I'm sure once you start to see the benefits you yeah. realize how important oh. it is and I think all you need to do is look at your screen time on your phone oh god I know right <laughs> I've switched mine off but <laughs> my husband's already always asked me how many hours I'm like look I do when I was tracking it, it was like on average Monday to Friday four hours a day which you know if I'm working on my phone I didn't think that yeah. was that bad but yeah. I can take 30 minutes of a night like I'm my alarm goes off at eight I go into my room I get ready I lay all my stuff out. I do it. It's 30 minutes, you know, if that. Um, and when you can see the effects, I really wanted to stick 30 days. I was like, I need to do it every day. And that's sometimes peeling myself off the couch while hubby's watching, you know, Netflix series. And I'm like, mm. I can't. I've got to do my thing. Like, this is yep. what I need to do for myself. And he's aware of that now too. I'm like, I have to do it because I just feel so much better for it. Mm. And that's the key, making yeah. a difference for yourself. Yeah, yeah. So how do you feel, I guess, going forward with your parenting journey with the kids? Oh, gosh. How do I feel? Um, I 
I don't know, I'm just really excited about, like we were saying earlier, you know, 2020 kind of being the year of the unknown. Mm. Um, I feel like I've got a much better balance now of um, parenting and all the things. Whereas if you'd asked me six months ago, I'd be like, mm. I'm just going to throw the towel in. I'm just going to full-time mum it because it, doing all the other things is too hard. Yep. But I know I need those other things to make me me. And I'm like, if I don't do it now, it's going to be five years from now and I'm going to be so lost in who the hell am I that there will be no coming back. So that's why I've just really tried to just keep doing little things each week that are all going to add up over this year of craziness. So 2021, I'll be like, wow, you know, I didn't just survive 2020. I I thrived and I achieved so much Mm. and my family is healthy and we all have great relationships with each other and, you know, my business is doing great and that's kind of, um, you know, it's all really important to me. So, yeah. Oh, that answers that. your question about yeah, parenting. No, it does. Like, they it all does. just go hand in hand if things, 100%. you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's forever changing landscape. No two days are the same. And in the early days, this too shall pass was like my minute by minute mantra, you know. Yep. Um, whereas now there's a bit more consistency. But when things go wrong, I'm a lot quicker to just let those things happen and move on. Whereas before I'd be like, oh, this happened and... I'd be seething and I'd be angry about it all day. Whereas now I'm like, okay, well, he had a tantrum. Let's just move on. We can still have a good day today. Yeah. So I think that's where all that mental work has come into play, where I've been able to let go of things, the meditating, the journaling. Okay, if something happens during the day, I'm going to, I'll process it tonight and be done with it. But I'm Mm -hmm. definitely feeling like life is running a bit more smoother now. Absolutely. And I think that's, People will look at your Instagram, for example, and think, oh, she's just she's got it all together. But it's really important to know that that's a journey and it's yeah. a process and it takes time and there's no quick fix. Yeah. And even your attitude of I get to, yeah. it's amazing, but it took you a while oh, to yeah. get to that. It's not like you a know, year you just... ago, I'd be like, I have to do yeah. this. And I was just scrolling back through old posts a few days ago and I shared one and it was me with Elle on me and she's like, you know, eight weeks old and the, the headline was like anxiety. And I read the caption and I'm like, is this even me? Yeah. Like, and I, I do remember that, but I think that's why you go back and have more kids because you don't remember <laughs> you forget. How, yep. how intense it is. And it's not like that for everyone. I hate to, you know, talk like that sometimes and scare people, but I was so honest at the beginning um, just to normalize it because, you know, on the gram too, it's a highlight reel. People mm. see someone out, you know, having a great old time out for lunch with their three month old. Whereas, yeah, I was rocking in the corner for like mm. six months and I was very honest about that. And, um, I think people connected with that and appreciated it. And, mm. um, but also now it's nice to be able to go back and use that as part of my story. Like look at, yeah, how, how I'm living my life now and how I feel now and how I'm able to turn every negative into a positive. Whereas, you know, a year ago, that was not so much yeah. the case. I was on Struggle Street um, and didn't really think that, yeah, there was a way out for a while there. And it is, well, it's back to the this too shall pass. Yeah. And I think we as mothers and females and just human beings, we need that comfort and similarity and we need to know that you can get through it because yeah. those days of, yeah, rocking in the corner with your (laughs) baby crying and then you know your two-year-old running rampant like you need to know that it's not going to be that way forever because sometimes they're going to be really hard to see past it yeah absolutely oh my god the no sleep and 
Yeah. <laughs> Even Archer's seven months this week, and I, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. oh it was great. <laughs> yeah. It's been so easy. It's been the absolute opposite, yeah. but that's just the way it is. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do it any differently, but no, um, it's it's just yeah, it just shows the amazing strength and resilience that we all have. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, you can you can get through anything. You know, yeah. they say that life throws at you what you can handle, but it doesn't mean that it's easy. Yeah. So it's, that's an important thing to remember. Yeah. What advice would you give to a mum, any kind of mother, you know, with children wanting to carve out time for herself? Where would she start? Where would she start? I would start with pen and paper. It sounds mm. old school and like no, boring, but <laughs> I love it. You know, it's, it's the simplest things like I've shared, even, you know, it starts with just making a doctor's appointment or mm. a women's health physio appointment. You know, just writing down all those things that you've been putting on the back burner, those simple things is, you know, you, you need to take care of yourself, um, rule 101, because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anyone else. So get all those, you know, simple you know, things out of the way that you, you deserve, you need, you need to do them and then start looking at like the bigger picture. Like what is it that makes you happy? Um, and you know, some people don't care about exercise. It's not their jam. They want to go and have coffee with a friend every Saturday morning or whatever it is, like figure out what, what it is that is going to make you feel like you again, the new you or whatever. Um, and just make it happen and, you know, ask for help, whether that be your husband, your sister, Whoever, I know some people, you know, FIFOs and all that, I, I really feel for those kind of families because yep. I can imagine how difficult it would be. Um, but even if it's paid help, you know, there, there are ways of being able to get that help and support and just start really small. And the more you do it, as uncomfortable and as guilty <clears throat> as you feel in the beginning, it will get easier. Um, and it'll get so easy that you'll be like, I'm going to take this time, this time. And, and <laughs> you know, and you'll look it back and you'll go, wow, like it feels amazing to know that I'm actually worth this time. Yes. And I'm going to be a better wife, mother and everything for it. So I think that's amazing advice yeah. because we overcomplicate it, seeing it as this massive thing. Yeah. But, you know, an hour a week in the scheme of things is yeah. absolutely nothing. That's it. And even if it's, you know, for the next month, I'm just going to do these couple of appointments then next month it's you know push the boat out and mm. just you just start just don't don't do nothing do something yes um yeah. and you know within a few months you'll be you know might you might have joined a gym or whatever it is but just kind of just plan it out and figure it out what it is that makes you happy it might be pottery doing a pottery class or music or whatever something that kind of lights you up i think is really yeah. important that doesn't revolve around anybody else no yeah no Nothing yeah. child related, work related, just yes. Don't go to Coles no. and sit in the car park. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> now, obviously, I'm a big advocate for mum life balance. And again, like we touched on, it can be really difficult. You know, there's FIFO, you've got single parents, it can be hard. But what is it something for you that you find helps you to reconnect with that person, the me before mummy, that gives you that little spark back of court pre kids? Um, well, my training hour, mm. I, I've been an early bird for forever. So I'm up at 4.30, you know, Ugh. four to five times Gosh. a week. <laughs> I know, right? It's the try life. Like, you know, I did it for years yeah. um, and it's always just worked with work and hubby's work. So, you know, having that hour, but, you know, I, I, I took, that was like my first taking of time. I'm like, I need to do this. I need to train because I'll get the mental, the physical, physical benefits. But once I was on that bandwagon, I'm like, okay, I'm going to the gym and I'm smashing myself. I need something else now. I need something like to give back and make myself feel good. Mm. So I think now that's that, um, 
the journaling, the meditating at night. But then a couple of times a week, I'll try and make time to just go for a walk, whether it be beautiful Burley Headland or just around home listening to a podcast, like just that, you know, hour or two here and there to decompress. And that was something I promised to myself late last year. It was like 2020, I'm going to make time. And I didn't really start doing that probably until June this year when all Mm. this other stuff kind of started to um, fall away. That's when I was like, no, this needs to be a priority the food is great, you know, the, pre- the prepping and all that. The exercise is good, I'm like, but I actually need time just for me. Yeah. No phone, no white noise, no nothing. Just go and just be and do whatever it is. So lying on the beach or a walk is always good for the soul. I love that. And well, and also processing so much. Yeah. You need that time to just breathe. Yeah. Otherwise, you just constantly, you know, it's exhausting. It's that emotional hangover yes. of, oh, okay. Yes. It's good uh, to yeah. reset. And the emotional hangover, actually, that's what I did find after each of the sessions with the psychologist. That was a lot. Like, mm. I'd have it on a Tuesday and I'm like, write the Tuesday off. Like, I'm just going to come <laughs> home and cry all day. <laughs> I'm just full of feelings. There's no writing in my journal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, I mean. But you need to, though. Yeah. You know, nah, hey, a good shower cry. Yeah, that'll, exactly. Yeah, just, sort you right out. I would just give that whole day to myself to lie on the couch and feel sorry for myself. Or there was, towards the end, like, after the fourth and fifth session I'd actually walk out feeling really light and be like oh I feel energized I feel really good whereas I I almost threw the towel in at the start because I'm like I don't want to feel like this Mm. I don't want to I don't want to have all these feelings (laughs) oh they're horrible yeah and it and it is they bring up things that you wouldn't have even realized but I think it's such a huge thing to do is to sacrifice yourself and your own emotions to make a difference to your own parenting in your own relationships you know yeah it's tough work yeah (laughs) But in there, doing it. Yep, getting yep. it done. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me. You have been an absolute pleasure to thank speak you. with. I know you're a little bit nervous because <laughs> I was like not giving My you any questions. Nerve, I was I was nervous about crying, and it's something that I've again. It's another thing. Like yep. grow up, you don't cry, you don't show emotion. Mm. But I'm really trying to embrace the crying. So yeah. I'll probably be crying on my stories soon. And you still look, you still look beautiful when you cry. It's my pony so. mascara. Yeah. It's pretty much smudge proof. Hashtag sponsored. Not really. Uh, oh, well, thank you. I thank will you, put Danny. all of Court's details into the show notes so that you can follow along her journey. But thank you again for joining me. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, such an incredible conversation and I honestly wish you could have heard our whole conversation for the day although it would have gone on for quite some time. Court is just such an amazingly genuine person and you know how I always say it takes a lot of strength to be vulnerable and she always does that in a way that's meaningful and helpful to her audience and I really am grateful that she jumped on today to share some of those insights with us. Now, there's a few things that I took away from today's conversation and I bet you're going to know number one and that is to make sure that you take time for yourself. (sighs) I have harped on about this for so long, but it's so important. We get lost in motherhood and we forget that we are a priority too. And it's like that old saying, you know, you, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first. And it's true. You absolutely do. You cannot give if you have nothing to give. When it comes to doing that though, It's not always that easy and you might not have a lot of help around you. So the first point of call, according to court, is to make a plan. Sit down, figure out what it might look like and then start asking for help where you can and try and find a way to make it work and make it work for you. 
when it comes to your own mental health and finding that balance and happiness, you need to make sure that you put in the work, particularly if it's something that's delving into your past or you're trying to work through something emotionally or mentally. It is not always going to be easy. In fact, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better, but it will be worth it in the end. Court highlighted that two of the things that are really helping her are meditation and journaling. Now, I personally have struggled with both of these things, but I know that they add value. So, like she said, start small. Use an app. Start doing it at night. Do it for five minutes. Whatever it is that helps you get into a routine, if That is something that helps you because it's not going to work for everybody, but it's made a difference to her. Whatever it is, it's important to make sure that you set aside that time for it and make it a priority. Now, if you want to follow more of Court's journey, you can find her over on Instagram at at Courtney McCarthy, and I have put the details of her handle into the show notes. Courtney was kind enough to share with us what her Me Before Mummy looked like. And if you want to join in and carve out that time for yourself, feel free to tag myself at Mummy Republic Podcast and show me how it is that you reconnect with the Me Before Mummy. But in the meantime, remember to take a breath, take some time for yourself and know that you're doing a damn good job. Thank you again so much for joining me. I cannot wait to share more stories with you. So if you haven't done so already, make sure that you click on that subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing. Thanks again. Lots of love and I'll see you next week.